From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. And we are live. The second to the last show of the week. Tomorrow will be our last show of the week. Then we will be off for the weekend. Yes, yes, yes. We might do a stream on the weekend, but I kind of doubt it. My name is John Crump. I'm the Virginia Director of Gun Owners of America. Your only no compromise gun lobby in D.C. I'm also an investigative journalist with AmbulAnd.com, where I investigate the ATF, FBI, and all the agencies and organizations that want to violate your constitutionally protected and God-given right to bear arms. You can find everything out about me over at Crumpy.com or Check out the show at John Crump Live. We are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is the only cryptocurrency built for the firearms market. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. We are also brought to you by Black Swan Tactical. Black Swan Tactical is my t-shirt shop. We can find the Flying Rich Collection, the 2A EDU Collection, and my collection, and a bunch of other people's collections. We just added Guns and Barbecue to the site. Exciting times. Right now, we have a patch drop. The FFOA patch is one of these glow-in-the-dark, one of these doesn't. So you can run the one that doesn't glow-in-the-dark in your plate carrier so you don't stand out like a target. And for your patch wall, you can do the glow-in-the-dark ones because that's really cool. They're really, really cool, high quality, and they are made by our friends over at Toxic Patch Company. Toxic Patch Company is awesome. Uh, we will be working with them from now on, but you can get these at BlackSwanTactical.com. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code Crumpy, unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And, of course, if you want to help this channel, you can always join that Patreon, patreon.com slash John Crump. If you donate $5 a month, you will get the Crumpy Militia Patch, which I don't have around here. $20 will get you a furry book. I do have it. Hold on. I dropped it. $5 a month will give you the Crumpy Militia Patch. Uh, Another $5 will get you... um, Oh, not the same five dollars. There's another patch drop coming out that you will also get. That's uh, the new crumpy logo that should be coming out in about a week. 
these will go Patreon exclusive at that time when those come in. But yeah, you can check that out uh, and get a free book at $20. All right. I already showed this to AEDU. 2AEU is an awesome channel. Check him out. This is a joint project with him. One of his uh, subscribers came up with the design and graciously let us have it. We also sold t-shirts with that design too. And part of that money will go back to, um, yeah, I like the Soviet job. Yeah. Awesome. Part of that will go back to to edu as well. I'm not a boog boy. I just wore this shirt because it's comfortable and uh, it's really hot outside. Let me bring on my co-host right now, and that is Flying Rich. And we're going to bring our guest on in one second. So just hang out backstage. Flying Rich, what is up? It's a, it sounded like you said a furry book. Uh, no, you know, a free book, not a furry book. You I, know, my butt got wiped. I have no idea what that means, but apparently we're going to be making a t-shirt with that. On there. <laughs> and a big announcement. We are also brought, uh, uh, broadcasting to the flying rich YouTube page. So if you are a flying rich YouTube page, you can go ahead and watch that. Give them super chats or whatever you want right now. Um, we're taking super chats here too. And all that goes to my fine projects everywhere. You know, I live in a hobble, so I need all the money I can get. Just kidding. All the money goes to my projects. You you do live in the poorest section of your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, I do. That is true. Now, actually, there's one poorer section. It's like townhouses. I don't know if that counts. I think it does. So that was the low-income housing. No, no. No, in my, in my neighborhood, there's townhouses. Oh, okay. I didn't show you those. But yep. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Um, Rich is broadcasting from the Northern Command Center up in New York right now. He's not in his Florida abode. I am broadcasting from the Black Swan Media Bunker in Virginia. And our guest here, Pastor Sam, is broadcasting uh, from Mexico. How are you doing, Pastor Sam? Hey, John. Pew, pew. And no Cordo Tyrants. I hope my sound's okay. It's a little fuzzy on my end. That's a little fuzzy. What happens will happen over the wire across our Rio Grande. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a little bit fuzzy, but uh, we can we can deal with it. We can just keep on keeping on. Um, right. I brought you on right now because you have an interesting story, and hopefully the sound will hold out so we'll be able to hear it because it's very, very interesting. Um, I see, but before we do that, I want to say hi to SpaceX and G-Webs, Grillers and Guns, uh, who else is out there, Swamp Dog Armory, um, who else is out there, uh, the Reptile Guys, 2A EDU, MK Joe, um, Shooting Gallery New England, Guns and Barbecue, um, and if I miss anyone, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get everyone, but yeah, I'm just going to go from there, um. But a lot of people out there, Mr. F&H, Night Strike, sorry, uh, a lot of people are out there watching. Um, you are in Mexico. You fled to Mexico, I guess, and uh, are seeking political asylum? That's a fact. I have lived in Mexico for 20 plus years, but this time the heat is just beyond what's reasonable and safe. And safe. And so, yes, I have, I have asked for asylum for asylum restaurant in Mexico. And I like to just like to throw in that Mexico is a great nation. 
uh, a lot of Americans have a very skewed view of Mexico. Mex- it's a great nation and in industrial power, power uh, a significant military power, power and a jet power. And, and right now, the government is moving forward. So the police are actually working to lock up bad guys, not the other way around. And yes, I have, I, I have asked for asylum. Yeah, uh, your your sound is really bad, but we're going to try to keep on <laughs> moving through with it. Let me reload. Why don't you go ahead and say hello to everybody? Everybody gets to uh, jump out and jump back in, and it's generally a lot better after that. All right, yeah, go ahead and jump back out and jump back in. So I got something to talk about. Um, Nikki Freed is our commissioner of agriculture in Florida, and the commissioner of agriculture is the one who issues CCW permits. So what happened is there were like 20-something individuals. She suspended their CCW permits because they took part in January 6th. Now, I don't know what took part means. Does it mean you're in D.C. on January 6th, like Bank of America gave records to Nikki Freed that showed people were in uh, D.C.? I don't know what take part means, but she suspended their CCW permits. And I messaged Chris Ann Hall earlier. I messaged John earlier today about this. And Chris Ann Hall says she's in charge of permits. This is the job of the commissioner of agriculture, meaning Nikki Freed. Thank the NRA and the Republican majority. Is what Chris Ann Hall said to me. And, you know, just like when we had uh, Lewis, uh, the Florida, uh, I was going to say commissioner, the Florida director uh, for GOA, and he was saying that even though we have a Republican majority in Florida, that us CCWs, us 2A people, are not getting out there and knocking on their door saying, hey, this is what we want done. And Nikki Freed's a Democrat. You know, she's she's a lapdog from the Democrat. And she's going to be running against um, DeSantis in the future. But yeah, we'll I, can, I can see that happening as well. Uh, Pastor Sam, you are back. Let's see if this is any better. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Check, check, check. I read this. The Secretary of Agriculture wants to run for governor, for governor in Florida, and that she is revoking concealed carry weapons permits based on based on criminal criminal accusations, which, which this is the way it always works. And what actually what I wanted to talk about is you are roboing really bad. He's got a really bad echo. Oh yeah, you have a really really bad. Does echo. he have two audio devices? Uh, do you have two audio devices running? I think you might. But it's funny coming in too. Because um, uh, try one more thing. Yeah, because uh, it looks like uh, the audio is being picked up by another device. Yeah, he might be Let watching on YouTube. You sound good now. Do you, yeah, say something right now. Stay with me here. That sounds good. No echo. Uh, it has an echo in feature. feature. Well, I, I, I see you have an echo still. There, there has to be another device running. I'm wondering if he's playing the video. No, I don't on think the, laptop. I, I don't no? think the delay is big enough for that. It, it could be a latency issue, so I'm going to have him uh, once he comes back on turn off the camera and see if we can get him this way. Because his story is really interesting. He's an interesting guy. 
Now, he was being facetious about Mexico as a world power. No, I, or, no, no. Oh, okay. No, so you can talk to him when he gets back. He's a very interesting guy. Um, interesting story. Um, yeah, uh, it's most likely an issue with this hardware setup or latency issue. I, I agree. I, I agree. Um, yeah, the part where the CIA is like listening is often echo. Let's go, let's talk about Nikki Fried while we are trying to get him back on here. Um, so Nikki Fried originally, I it, it seems that they let, let me roll back. So Soros, George Soros and his various organizations realized something that I think people like Chris Ann Hall knew all along. It's local government that matters. And what he has done is he spent a stink load of money on elections in local governments like district attorneys, etc. And he spent a stink load of money getting Nikki Frieden Department of Agriculture. Now, who cares about Department of Agriculture? And the reason um, the CCW permits in Florida go through the Department of Agriculture is because it's supposed to be non-political. They didn't want it going through like the AG or anything like that. Well, Department of Agriculture is just as political. And Nikki Fried has her sights on, you know, running for governor in the future. But uh, what's his name? Charlie Crist, who was a Republican, independent, and then a Democrat. Uh, is trying to run for governor uh, coming up. All right, Pastor Sam, let's try this again. Okay, that's on my device. All right, that's better. That's better. That's perfect. Great. Let me see if I can hear you. Okay. All right. I'll just have to listen intently. (laughs) Praise the Lord, we're here. Awesome. All right, all right. Okay, let's start with what's going on with uh, with you. You are in Mexico seeking political asylum. Explain that to everyone, because some people are out there probably going to be a little bit confused. Well, you know, the feds will arrest a person not only in America, but in the rest of the world. And only when there's another political power, another government power, that's willing to interpose itself that we have a chance. You know, we're supposed to have our rights. We're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. We're supposed to have a presumption of innocence. We're supposed to have a speedy and public trial. All these things that are not happening right now. I mean, you see the January 6th detainees. They're held without charges. They've been in for six months. Cruel conditions, solitary confinement, et cetera, et cetera. Beatings beyond that. You know, our American system has fallen and become worse than the Gulag Archipelago. And so, yes, uh, thank God that there's the option to have a foreign government interpose itself. And so I have that protection. You know, uh, what if a frivolous charge were to show up, if a United States agent were to show up, they would have to go into a Mexican courtroom to prove why they want to interfere in my life. And so, uh, we need to know that there are other nations in the world. And as far as American exceptionalism, these nations all followed our example of 1776. You know, Ben Franklin and the founding fathers, Washington, they used to write letters to other leaders in other nations to include Miguel Hidalgo, the father of Mexican independence. They used to talk to one another, and the Americans 
sent this idea, hey, you guys can do this. You can throw the Europeans out. You can throw the Catholic Church out. All these virreyes, these viceroys and emperors that have been put over you, you can kill them and be free and rule yourselves. And so America started it in this hemisphere, but now there's other nations. And as far as the Spanish-speaking nations, Mexico is by far the largest and strongest. It's an economic power. And beyond its economic power, the industrial power of Mexico is really unreal because all the factories that have moved across the border, they're all here. The globalists did that with their own idea that they were going to put that industry in a country that was controlled by them. Yet the Mexican people have this history of revolting. And now it's a matter of pride that their clothes are made in Mexico. Our uniforms, when, when I teach kids karate, their uniforms are, are Fabrica Nacional. They're made in Mexico. So it's a great point of pride for them that this industry is now in Mexico and it's in Mexico to stay. Yeah, I, I see Rich seems to want to ask a question. Oh, well, I was just curious where, so you're serious about all of this. And now did something happen in the U S that you fled to Mexico? A lot of things happened in the U S and those of us that are broadcasters and at all conservative, if we supported our president at all, uh, if we were politically active, if you uh, wrote a sign and stood on the corner, I support my senator's policies, you know, that's a great way to get attacked by violent anarchists, uh, crazed thugs. And I've got YouTube videos where we've been attacked just repeatedly. And the final straw is to come in for our guns. And in, in the end, that happened to me. You know, frivolous legal processes then come for our guns, for our right to self-defense, to leave us at the mercy of the violent anarchists. And so when that happens, you have to, you have to make a decision, take the fight to their doorstep or to make a strategic retreat. And for myself as a broadcaster, I think I, I think I uh, have done, made the, the, the better choice to continue to broadcast, to continue to teach our Bible doctrines of self-defense and self-government, because that's the core of what I do is to teach what the Bible says about self-defense and self-government lost doctrines of our forefathers. And so, yes, I'm here on my Twitter account. Just search Gospel Gunslingers or my name, Honald Samuel, on Twitter, and go down to uh, June 30th, and my entire claim is there with all the reasons. But I'll tell you in a nutshell, it's, hey, I'm friends with this guy, and he's in jail. I'm friends with people that are dead now under suspicious circumstances, you know, the violent anarchists come for them. And this is the Arkansas of our century. It just happens again and again, and nobody's stopping it. Really, it's only getting worse until we finally cross the threshold into open conflict, and then maybe some things will get set aright. But that hasn't happened yet, and I'm not going to be first. Okay, there is a couple questions out there. Uh, let's start with Liberty. Liberty for... Uh Actually, let's start with Chris Bullis. Chris Bullis uh, says, how is Mexico going to help any of this? Well, it's less likely that I disappear into a dungeon here, for starters. And I'm not the first person that, that thought of this. You know, John McAfee was on the run for 20 years. 
He went to this nation and that nation. He lived in Belize for a long time. He found government corruption there. And there's corruption in Mexico, too. But here's the difference. Mexico is moving forward. Mexico is taking down criminals. Our alphabet soup protects all the pedophiles. Just once in a, once in a great while will they actually do their job. It takes a lot of prayer to move the U.S. law enforcement into doing what they're supposed to be out pounding the pavement doing every day. Now, what do you say to people who bring up the cartels? Okay, that's a complicated situation. It's something that I teach on uh, pretty commonly. I have a blog which has a lot of detailed information about the cartels. Uh, go Here's ahead and give thing. out your blog. What's your blog address? Uh, it's just search Gospel Gunslingers. My main site is gospelgunslingers.com. My blog is subscribestar.com slash gospelgunslingers. And that'll have all my sites on there, but you can find me anywhere just by searching Gospel Gunslingers. I have a YouTube account. Probably the most important thing is on Telegram. I preach every day. There's a verse of the day for Gospel Gunslingers. And everybody watching this show, other than the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, probably is a Gospel Gunslinger. You're probably somebody that has a gun, believes in use of force to defend yourself and your family, and loves the Lord. For a lot of people, that seems like an oxymoron. It seems like something that, okay, this is the opposite of that. Well, not really. The Bible's a book of war stories, so I teach on that pretty continuously. Every day, three minutes, Gospel Gunslingers on Telegram. Please sign up and join us. You can comment. You can message me directly. I'd love to hear from you. So you asked about the cartels. Okay, uh, the current president is Andres Manuel. Lopez Obrador. They call him AMLO by his four initials. His term is six years, and we're not even three years into his term, so he's not even halfway done. He's disbanded the federal police, okay? This is something that Trump never did. Trump could have disbanded the FBI. I mean, there would have been squealing about it, but it could have been done. He could have done it. He didn't. Andres Manuel did disband the corrupt federal police and other government bureaus and built new organizations that are actually working to establish the nation and eliminate crime. Now, there are other politicians. In fact, all of the old guard, because, see, they had their two-party duopoly in Mexico, too, for decades. We've got ours, Republican and Democrat. And what are they doing? Really the same thing. You know, the rhinos are just uh, running rampant. And in 2018, so many rhinos and so many CIA stooges took over offices, and we didn't do anything about that. And the alarm went out, but it was squelched, and nobody really figured out until old uh, Eye Patch Dan from from uh, from Texas came Dan after Crenshaw. our gun rights. Yeah, uh, red, you're talking about the and, red flag. And, and then it was like, wow, we got we got people in our own party that are that, that aren't pulling for us. Okay, so after voting him in 2019, one year from. Trump leaving office, that was a little too late. See, we could have gotten on top. We could have gotten ahead all the, of all the fraudulent voting and all that, but it didn't happen. But in Mexico, it's happening during this six-year term. We just had another election, and the ruling party, Morena, got a lot more seats. So, uh, And the duopoly, the two ruling parties, the PRI and the PAN, have united against Morena. And so now there's the PRIAN. It's both. It's all the old guard parties, which were enemies, and some other little parties 
that are all united to try to stop the regeneration of Mexico and something that they call the fourth transformation. So uh, there is a fourth turning in Mexico. It's happening. It's moving forward. But there are still corrupt governors. There was an attempt to get as many governors as possible to unite and rebel against AMLO and the central government. And who was behind that? I'll just tell you, the gringos. The Bush family was behind that. The CIA was behind that. I've documented it. I've documented it all very well. And so uh, when we see Mexico as a third world country, it's really not. It's a developing country. But when Americans see that as a bunch of deserts and cactuses and uh, people running around with six guns and and lawless violence and massacres and drugs, uh, that's not really true. And where it is true, a lot of it is America's fault. A lot of it is America's fault. And me, too. I voted for Bush. You know, I voted for the babies. And then we get 9-11. Then we get the Patriot Act. And so I've grown to see that we have very entrenched diabolism. There is deviltry within the conservative side of America. And that's why it's so important for us to try to take our movement back and bring it back to the historicity of America when a, a lot of Republican America has just sat on the couch and missed this opportunity. And because of that, there's going to be great violence. Uh, you Do you have uh, Chris, uh, Chris Carr wants to know, or Zach Carr, sorry, Carr was the guy I went to school with. Zach Carr wants to know, I don't know, it's been a long day. Zach Carr wants to know, Do you have? are you gospel gunslinger on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. Okay, so that must be someone else. Um, you said that they came for your guns here in the United States? Yes, that's an ongoing uh, situation that I would like to limit my commentary on. Uh, but there are numerous legal processes that are totally un-American and totally unconstitutional. And I did want to talk about a little about the evolution of those processes. I don't know if you heard about the Flat Lake, uh, Flathead Lake, Montana raid where the FFL owner was raided by armored vehicles and uh, SWAT commandos, like 30 or 50 guys came in. Uh, did, did you report on that, John? No, no. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Okay. Uh, a guy who was a, a federal firearms dealer lived in Montana up in, you know, around uh, Kalispell which is God's country. It's a beautiful place. And although there's a little bit of a little bit of hippieism, it's a pretty conservative place. And uh, he lived there and was a gun dealer. Okay. As you know, the ATF can investigate a gun dealer at any time. They can come in and make inspections. They can inspect records. They can inspect once a, uh, once a year. In, Inventory. Okay. So you know the rules better yeah, than I yeah. do. Yeah. It's once a year during business hours. Business hours. Yep. Yeah. All right. I just want to make, make that clear to anybody listening. If that's an FFL. Good. Please do. And you know, those rules better than I do. Thank you for educating the whole world on that. I think everybody needs to follow you because you come up with a lot of information yeah, yeah, and documentation yeah. that's nowhere else. Yeah, if they try to come more than once a year, you are more within you're within your rights to go tell them to f off if they come during outside business hours. 
you are mooring your rates F off. In fact, if you tell the ATF my business hours are 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. and that's my business hours, that's the only time that they're allowed to expect. So you can say, my business hours are 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. on Sunday, and they will call you up and be like, hey, can we try to set up an appointment outside of those hours? And you can be like, yeah, no, no other hours work for me. And then they're not going to come because they're not going to come out there at 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. They're lazy. A way I, to get out of an inspection is you will just never be inspected. Got me. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. So uh, this guy had an ex-girlfriend, and he was a family man. He had a wife and kids and lived out in the country. And he uh, he had an ex-girlfriend in one of the Carolinas, which when you're in Montana – that's like the end of the earth. Might as well be the South of Mexico, you know. So his ex-girlfriend uh, went and said, this guy got violent. I'm very afraid of him. and got a protective order. It was all lies. And uh, by the way, no evidence. Zero evidence. There's never any evidence. There's only lies and squealings. And it's not just women that do this. It's all kinds of people that do this. Got a protective order. Then all of a sudden, boom, federal law kicks in. This guy cannot have weapons. And one of the things she lied is that he had weapons of mass destruction, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know where she got that idea or if she just made it all up. Anyway, uh, this triggers federal law enforcement, and the ATF runs this huge kick-in with armored vehicles and everything. And the guy was smart enough to see this coming. So he stripped, I believe, stark naked, and came out of the house with his hands up, turned around, and uh, knelt so that he could be easily arrested because it was very likely that someone would die in the crossfire. And I it, still, the, the, the feds broke in his windows, uh, scared everybody half to death. You know, his family was, was in, in great peril when this happened. I'm going to try to find the link when we're at a break in the action. Yeah, you Nevertheless, can Okay. This is happening all over our nation, and all it takes is lawfare. And I've had that against myself. I had it before it was cool, really. I was banned from PayPal in 2003. And so this goes way back. We've, we've endured it for a lot of years. We've made our defense, but eventually the courts are against you. The attorneys are against you. This antichrist system is very advanced. You know, I went in to watch a trial one time, and the judge spoke to me in the courtroom, which the judge isn't really supposed to talk, you know. That's why there's a prosecutor. They're, the government can have their advocate in the, in the prosecution, and then uh, the, the accused has their advocate in the defense. So when the judge comes in and starts making investigation in the courtroom— that's way out of line. And so the judge looks and says, who are you? What's your interest in this case? And this was almost 20 years ago, John. Almost 20 years ago. And John Q. Public should be able to walk into any courtroom in any case. This is what we're guaranteed, right, constitutionally, a speedy and public trial. Well, that's gone. So in the same case, I'm wandering around the courtroom and... Uh, I wind up in a room with 20 uniformed officers 
and they all circle around me. Hey, hey. And they're like poking me. Hey, who are you? What are you doing? Touching me, you know? After I went through all their security and they looked at my keys and everything. So just understand, the average American doesn't understand. They think that they think that the police are there to protect them. They think that, that these rights stand. And it's gone. It's been gone for a long time. It's been slowly eroded. And the frog is boiled, man. It's boiled. And now, finally, the judgment of God is coming against this. I don't side at all with the, the violent anarchists. I don't side at all with the uh, roving gangs in the street. But I got to tell you that this is God's modus for bringing, for bringing reciprocation to those who would offend against us. Okay? They want to treat good people like criminals. Well, they're going to have some criminals, maybe, that they can't quite handle. All right. Uh, another question. Uh, can you legally possess your guns in Mexico? That's a complicated question, but let me just hit a few points. The current government is trying to bring back individual right to be armed and carry. It is something that has, in this nation, been eroded across decades. Uh to be frank, the, the true legal answer right now is no. But at the same time, uh, there are some weapons around, and I think that people get a little bit addicted to having their personal comfort blanket right there. I mean, that's all cool if we can, but sometimes we have to adapt and improvise and overcome. I have... Uh, made as part of my claim that I would like those rights fully and officially in Mexico, but that's going to be a process. Yeah. I'm going to say hi to Jordan Venro out there. Jordan Venro hooked me up big and Jordan Venro will be getting the ghost gunner three, right? Once Rich gets back to Florida and gets everything. Running. I had a dream. It was working. No, there was a video that I watched on ammo land where it was working. Uh, my video. Okay, um, so yeah, so the Guff Gunner 2 will be going out soon to you, Jordan. So I just want to say hi to Jordan. Jordan owns uh, JFD Firearms. If you, if you want to check out JFDsupply.com and get your 80%. Does Jordan have 80% lowers like AR-15 and AR-9? Yes. Hmm. Groovy. Yes. Uh, he says, I'm the best. No, Jordan, you're the best. I mean, I got... Dude, I I finished up a Glock 17, 80%. I'm doing a Glock 19 today. Um, and tomorrow I'll be probably doing a Glock 26, then going back to doing more Glock 19 and another Glock 17. Cool. Uh, and Eric so, Pratt's going to come over, and we're going to do one together. Or do, well, I'm going to do one at the same time he does his. Um, you're going to teach him how to do it? Yeah. But... Uh, Hey, uh, Pastor Sam, uh, question, question. uh, somebody asked this, uh, via one of the other channels, uh, and, uh, they want to know, um, what do you think of Alex Jones? Well, I've met Alex Jones. If you look at my claim, uh, one of the main reasons why I would like protection from the Mexican government is because I've broadcast with Alex Jones. Uh, U.S. government. Um, you mean understand that Alex said- Jones has has been sued in civil court over fifty times, fifty times. 
Me, maybe five or six times. Yeah. How'd you get hooked up? How'd you get hooked up with them? Well, the Lord assigned me to pray for Alex in the info war some years ago. And so uh, I've gone to a number of events. I have just been very active and had a lot of fun these past few years. Before Trump was elected, I, I kept very quiet. I'm a jungle preacher. It's part of the reason why we see the miraculous and see God move and have angelic visitations is because we don't try to drag our relationship with God into the ungodly castle of human religiosity. So uh, one thing that I really do a lot of teaching on is the danger of worldly Christianity and our religious structures, which are really ungodly. And I try to take people back to a personal relationship where they get to know the Lord Jesus Christ, and even all the other heroes of the Bible. You know, I teach on them so that we can, we can learn who was Zeruiah, who was Abishai, who lots and lots, Joshua. And I feel like they're my friends. But Alex Jones, I, I really have met and uh, don't believe what you hear. This is the most hated, maligned, and attacked news outlet that's out there. And why is that? Maybe because they are correct. And Alex uses the analogy a lot. He says, you, you, you take fire when you're over the target. Well, that yep. comes from the heavy bombardment fighters in World War II. And they had flat cannons shooting at them all the time. My, great, my, my grandfather flew B-17 heavy bombers, made 35 missions to Berlin, over-occupied France, Belgium, all different places, burned down Ardennes Forest, in case you ever wondered who did that at the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah, my grandpa had a full load of incendiary bombs and flew over the Ardennes and burned it to ashes. So, yeah, they used to get uh, the cannon barrages, naval barrages, you know, when they passed Denmark trying to come in to the continent, sometimes there'd be Navy ships out there. And they were just loaded with even bigger guns, you know, than the land-based guns. And they put up a hell of a barrage, one pilot said. So it's true. You do take fire when you're over the target. And it took nerves of steel to fly as those cannon shells were popping all around their plane. And the, the metal's pinging, you know, as the shrapnel hits. And they had to fly it just dead straight through the, through the, the cloud, black clouds of anti-aircraft fire. And that's Alex's life. So, yeah, uh, Alex is the real deal. And Owen Schroyer and a, a lot of the lesser journalists that are there. But anybody that hangs out with his outfit has got to be all in. You know, one of his cameramen uh, filmed Ashley Babbitt's murder in the Capitol building. One of his young guys. He had to watch that. He was standing right there. And you know what happened? 30 agents came and bashed in his front door, just shares a house with one other guy that's a journalist, you know, a couple of young guys in their 20s, John. And here's 30 agents come and smashing his door. And he ain't a gunslinger. You know, he's a journalist. That's all he does is, is uh, sits on the computer and types and films and, and edits sound clips. And why'd they come get that guy? And then, of course, they get him collared. You know, they got him by the scruff of the neck and take him into the, the jail cell and work him over. We're going to put you up on charges. We're going to try to turn him 
to get to report against the outfit, et cetera, et cetera. Testify against Alex. Alex, make something up against Alex. So uh, in my experience, what you see is what you get. If you listen to the other side, they'll tell you Alex plays a role. But I've watched him for over 20 years. Alex and I really have a, a lot in common. We're the same age. And we've been fighting globalism each in our way. And I would advise anybody that can to download his archives because we're only finding out more and more about what he was right about the whole time. Uh, question. Do you think your connection with InfoWars have anything to do with getting you targeted? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for followers on my different platforms, but I have also been shadow banned since day one because some of the very first videos that I put out were had the InfoWars logo on them and this and that. It was something that Alex called for. And so I went and did that, and then immediately, you know, uh, I'm, I'm flagged. The, the first time that I even called in to Alex's show, I got a call that afternoon from my cell phone service provider, and they said, you call the radio station, we're going to cut your account off. You will lose your phone, and you'll lose your number, a number that I'd had for years and did business under, you know, all my – all my clients had that number. So why did that happen? Well, it was a subsidiary of AT&T. They're always listening. And yeah, just know that if you call Alex Jones, boom, one time, you're in the database, which is why I didn't. You know, tech is what it is, but people that study surveillance and counter surveillance know that in the 80s, even in the 60s, you make one phone call, you're, you're flagged. Your flag is a suspect. And so I've taken a, a lot of heat just for being associated with Alex Jones. And it's, it's only gotten worse. I was standing right beside Alex when a violent mob came and attacked us and I bashed right into our bodies. And I mean, we had like a maybe six or maybe seven or eight people, including the cameraman. And here comes hundreds of people just in this human wave. And they just came running like zombies and right into our bodies. It was a couple minutes before the, the police came with their bicycles and finally set their bicycles up as a barrier between us and that crowd. But this is just one of many, 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 many occasions. Yes, I might have been carrying at that time, but everybody kept it, you know, within some level of disagreement. They did touch us. They did bang into us, but no impact weapons or edged weapons or firearms. So we just had our disagreement where we had the bullhorn uh the reptile guys are coming in lots of things guys uh here again my whole claim is up on okay be, is up be, on, be, before you go uh we also do an yes. audio only so people i mean i know the people watching can see it but the audio only people can't uh the reptile guys ask can you tell us anything about what you might be accused of yeah we do an audio and video so the, the audio people won't be able to know what you're talking about unless I read it out first. Sounds good. We'll shout them all out. All right. I tried over the years as a self-defense instructor and firearms instructor. I've taught a lot of people to shoot, to hunt. Uh, I have to have a conversation with people early on and tell them, look, you're crossing to the other side. 
You'll never be one of the good people that lives in this illusion that you've never done anything wrong if you're a gun owner. There's laws on every level. There's municipal laws. There's Byzantine. There's thousands and thousands of pages. You'll never even find them all. And then even if you do, you cross to another jurisdiction. Because our inalienable right has been under erosion for many decades, really it's come back a little bit. When I first got my concealed carry permit at 21 years of age in 1996, it took a lot to get a discretionary permit in my home state. I got to be part of moving the society back to even believing that people should have the tools necessary to defend themselves and be ready and prepared mentally, theologically even, to do it. And so we, we've done well in bringing our society back a little bit. Really, the, the 90s, especially the later 90s, was a police state. That's when uh, Ruby Ridge happened, Waco happened, and Janet Reno was out there causing trouble. That's when uh, Oklahoma City happened. That's when crossing over into the new millennium when 9-11 happened. And so some people have woken up. And I'm just really thankful that there's pistol-packing mamas out there that got their little compact 9 millimeter in their purse with their makeup compact and maybe even some extra shells. Rich I think carries, that's great. Rich carries a, a, a girl's gun. Thanks. We do. Uh, the, no, he carries a, a, a SIG P365, which was designed for women. At so least he's an, got it. It's an upgrade from my LC9S. That's also All designed right. for women. I don't know about that, the LC9S, but the 365 was definitely designed for women. And I'm, I'm glad they are. You know, I had a lady that was moving to an, uh, what's the, what's the compact Ruger that's, it's not even nine millimeter. It's LCP2. Uh, it was the earlier one, but she, she got one of those and she felt a tiny bit self-conscious about it. And so I held it up in one hand, right? <laughs> and then in my, let me see if I can do this. And then in my other hand, I held up a huge, uh, I held up a huge single action uh, six gun. And I said, it used to take a gun this big and held up a huge one that will do what this little gun will do today. Actually, this little gun will do more. And if you look at the ballistics of uh, cap and ball 36 caliber, which was the industry standard until it was revamped, you know, until they milled down the waterboard and the new uh, – Army, Army and Navy pistols came out. They were all 36 before that. And sure enough, your modern 380 has that much punch or more. It's more reliable, and you got you get you get the hot swap ability. You know, you can reload. So uh, anyhow, about girl guns, I'm just glad that the ladies are carrying. They might need to save somebody's life. But even that lady, she needs to make a decision that some people may not want to make friends with me because I'm a shooter. Some people may think that I'm a violent, barbarous, unchristian person, that I'm not loving because they don't want to get raped, because they don't want to get their kids snatched right out from under them, something that's very prolific. <laughs> Zach, I'm not going to read that for the audio audience, but that's hilarious. So this is a conversation that I have with people. You buy a gun, you're always going to be one of this fringe. You're never going to be able to live, which it's really a lie, but you'll never be able to live the illusion that 
I've been a good subject. I've never hurt anybody. I've never done anything wrong. All that's gone when you become a gun owner and you have to take on the responsibility of individual sovereignty. Something that our forefathers talked at great length about. Nice. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of comments out there. No, I'm not saying anything's wrong with the 365. Damn, I, I can't wait that JFC makes a 365 because I want to make a 80% 365. Well, my, my wife also carries a 365. She has the SAS. And one of the things my wife always had a problem with, and a lot of women do, is the strength to rack a slide. You know, I guess between the grip. My wife works out all the time, but she's, you know, skinny. And, uh, you know, she's doesn't have big arms or anything like that. So, yeah, she's never had a problem with the 365. So I'll, I'll take it. And JSD said he likes the 365. I got a question for the pastor. Uh, what, one of, um, actually, I, I worked with a guy that always brought this up. He says, you know, the Bible and the Ten Commandments, it says, thou shalt not kill. And only in, in the recent years, I learned that was incorrect. Can, can you tell us about that? Yes. First, I'd like to say that I did an original 30 lesson series on 30 key Bible verses, of which this is one of them. They're on YouTube. It's called Verse of the Day for Gospel Gunslingers. So in the end, I did the original 30, and then people, a lot of people came to me and said, Sam, you got to keep on with this, because I really kind of wanted to, I just wanted to change people's perspective so that then they could go to the Word with a different attitude from this really homoerotic, effeminate, false gospel of grabasticism that is the prevalent thing. Okay, when people think of when people think of church, this is what they think of. They don't think of cowboys with big old mustaches coming in there and, and uh, humbly taking off their hat as an act of reverence in the house of God, bowing their knee and, and talking to their creator. They think of a bunch of limp-wristed people that can't even get their semi-auto to function and don't know why. So I really just wanted to do 30 lessons. This is the foundation. Now you go in and look at your own faith differently. But a lot of people came to me and said, Sam, you got to continue with this. And these are three-minute lessons. It's just a Bible verse for the day and some commentary on it. So then I went to 99. And now I've done another 100 on Telegram. So if you follow me on Telegram, those are the current ones. But really uh, – those first 30 are key, and they're on YouTube and they're on BitChute. They're not in order on BitChute because my uh, playlists got deleted somehow. A terrible hailstorm just began. We'll see how much noise it makes. But the, the hailstones are falling right now. There is rain in Mexico. I know that there's not a lot in the USA, but that's another reason to be here is we're actually getting some rain. So your actual question, you know, I read the King James, Rich, uh, and I recommend the King James. It is archaic language, though, and we have to understand a little bit better what it means. And sometimes we do have to get in and study the underlying text. But uh, this had to do with murder. And in the Ten Commandments, it's often translated murder, although the King James says kill. But to take that verse alone, even if it says kill, to take that verse alone and make it the benchmark when the whole Bible's full of wars where the Lord commissioned his armies to go out, and some of them wars of extermination. It's really unfair. You know, if you went into the courtroom 
and there was one piece of evidence against you and a hundred pieces of evidence is why you didn't do it. Well, that's way more than a shadow of a doubt or a reasonable doubt. There is a preponderance of evidence and the word has to be rightly divided. So that's part of what I do and why I'm, I, I'm really asking people. I don't want the Christian armed American to only have one or two bullets. I want them to understand the full counsel of the word. And if somebody's already a gunslinger, maybe you ought to learn a little bit more about the gospel. And if somebody prides themselves on being a hero of the gospel, maybe they ought to learn a little bit more about slinging iron and about the wars of the Lord, because my Bible's full. Well, didn't Jesus say if you don't have a sword that you should sell your clothes so you have a sword? I might be he did say that. that. He did say that. And, and, and that's one of the verses that we talk about. And where he said that, which is in this 22nd chapter of the book of Luke, I got my Bible right here. He also said what is written must be accomplished in me, that he would be numbered amongst the transgressors. And this is a quotation from Isaiah, where it was long centuries before was prophesied that the Lord Jesus would be called a criminal. And so anybody who follows the Lord needs to be prepared to be called a criminal. And so now I am. And that shouldn't be surprising to people. And a lot of people, guys, ask me the same question. Sam, who would call you a criminal? Who would call you a criminal? Well, the Lord was called a criminal. And then he said, if they call the master of the house Beelzebub, Satan, how much more will they call the servants of the house? And so, yeah, we're, we're called transgressors. It's just part of the deal. Jason. Let me just read that to you. It's Luke 22, 36, 35. And he, Jesus, said unto them, When I sent you without person, script, and shoes, lacked ye anything? And they said nothing. So you want to talk about going out naked. They went out literally barefoot, and they literally had no money. That's script. It's currency. They had no currency, no money, and no shoes. Man, I can't believe the people that run around in their flip-flops and think that they are gunslingers because the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to have to jump in the weeds, right? Yet Jesus disciples, <laughs> oh, help him, Lord, help him. You're at home though, right? Okay. Rich is home. I, I'm also pass. behind enemy lines in New York. All right. I got you. Uh, I wanna... Lacked he anything, the Lord says, because even though he sent him out with no money and no shoes, the power of God preserved them. And they said nothing. They lacked nothing. 2236. Then said he unto them, but now he that had a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script, and he that had no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. So you're supposed to have a rucksack. You're supposed to have some money if you got any. And you're supposed to be armed. And if you're not armed, yes, sell a key piece of your civilian survival equipment. Sell your whoopee. Sell, sell your security blanket. The cloak was very important. It was a person's shelter. It was their sleeping bag at night. It was their coat in the rain. And the Lord said, it's more important to be armed than to have that. You need to be armed. Let him sell his garment and buy one. Verse 37, for I say unto you, and this is the part we were talking about, that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors, for the things concerning me have an end. So Jesus was trying to tell the people, 
that the divine protection over their body, over their lives was going to go away and that they were going to be persecuted. They were going to have lawfare come against them. They were going to have criminal accusations come against them and they needed to cuddle up to their weapon. And that this is part of the base training for a disciple. It's not advanced. It's base training. So that's what the Lord said. And this is only this is only a fraction. This is just the, 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 the first crumble of what the Bible says about us being defenders of ourselves and our nation and governing ourselves. So I, I invite everybody to come and learn a little bit about what the Bible actually says and not about what all these child abusers have convinced us it says so that we'll be willing victims and hand over our children and our society to them. I just want to hit up a couple of questions. Uh, Jason King uh, says uh, his, the modern day quote is sell your Xbox and buy an AR. Uh, Zach Carr wants to know if he can sell his uh, fiance. Um, Night Strike's going to sell his nuggy. <laughs> yeah. Sell whatever you got to sell, baby. Arm yeah. up. Um, and uh, Zach Carr is going to sell his second. Is, is going to sell a, one of his kids because he has his two coming in a few weeks, so he's going to have a spare. Oh, thank you for the ski mask. Uh, Zach Carr, you're making me this awesome ski mask. Uh, Zach Carr is... Uh, okay, your audience, John, is mostly already gunslingers. And to them, I would encourage, to you, the audience, I would encourage you to learn a little bit more about the gospel. It's not going to make you gay. <laughs> It's not. It's going to make you into a manlier, manlier man. And that's why we study the wars of the Lord, the great deliverances, the great heroes, what they were like, how we can be like them, how we can grow. And your gun is not going to do that to you. It's the gospel that does that to you. And so I would just encourage everyone in this audience to really press in and learn more about what the gospel really is and not what men have made of it. And then Go ahead and be evangelists to turn the rest of the world into gunslingers. Because we need a few good gunslingers. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people that are going to be caught in the dark in their flip-flops and realize that they got no kung fu, that their life has been wasted, that wow. they have not practiced their self-defense, that they don't know the first thing about how to, uh, how to handle themselves in a crisis situation. Uh, A-Dubs is out there as well. Uh, Liberty Not License wants me to ask you uh, about the seminary questions. Do you know anything about that? Do you tell. I, I don't know. He was asking if, if you knew anything about it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. I am an anti-intellectualist. I believe that uh, in, I don't believe in a priesthood class. Our forefathers did not believe in a priesthood class. There were only 19 Puritan men on the Mayflower, and they they uh, were against seminaries, even though later they did build some so that people could be taught a right. And later those have become now, well, Sasha and Malia went to one of them, so that gives you an idea how fallen they are. But really, Jesus' plan was discipleship. So... One thing about the gun culture is that people make friends and they hang out together and they, they reload together and they shop together and they hunt together, hunt together. It's really 
a, a cool and beautiful thing. And if you can take a kid hunting or take some ladies hunting, that's even better. Uh, uh, we need to rebuild our culture. We need to rebuild it from, from the very bottom. And another thing that I'd like to say to uh, all the tough guys out there, you're, you're going to have to take some risks to make friends. Okay. You're going to have to take some risks and make friends. I've been ordained by presbyteries. Yeah, we don't believe in that. Now, I did attend Oral Roberts University. Uh, and now I didn't see all of that. So there's part of the question I didn't get. No, done. no, no. He wants to know uh, just uh, like, uh, uh, now i got to scroll up and find it. Uh, it was like, uh, it, it, it was like, uh, 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 where do you offer your, your instructions, your godly instructions? Uh, like, where do you offer your preaching? I'm all over the net. Just search gospel gunslingers. The current verse of the day where we meet every day and uh, have a three-minute teaching is on Telegram, t.me slash gospel gunslingers. Please subscribe. Then uh, I have a YouTube channel. Honald Samuel, or you can search Gospel Gunslingers and it'll go there. Sometimes you'll see the Warbird cranking up with belching smoke with Grandpa's Warbird when it when it cranks up. And just in case somebody thinks that we're crazy for taking a pistol or another pistol arrow with us when we go someplace, Grandpa didn't go anywhere without his nine dedicated gunners. And a lot of them run hydraulic twin 50s. So, you know, we're, we're pretty tame as things go. But you'll see the Warbird crank up on some of my intros and the original 99 lessons. Just go to my YouTube at uh, Honald Samuel and you'll find me there and go to the playlist VOTD, verse of the day for gospel gunslingers. And those are the original 99 lessons. A few of them are deleted. I think there's only 96 on there. But go in and look at those and then let, let let the word of God wash over you. You can listen to those original ones very quickly. You can do it in an afternoon instead of watching the latest Netflix series. But what it's really designed to do is each one is its own study into the Word. So you really ought to get your King James Bible out, look at that verse, and then we go to this verse and, you know, to other books to show that the counsel of the Word agrees that this is what we're supposed to be. This is what our forefathers believed. This is how this nation came to be. And later, later on, all the free nations of the world. And there's also a really interesting one. There's a playlist called Good Preaching. And on there is one called The United States and Britain in Bible Prophecy. And I think it's important for people to know that God ordained the United States of America. And then Ephraim became a multitude of nations. Then free nations beca- began to be in the world, something that wasn't before. And that the Bible talks all about that. It talks about our power in the sea and Britain's power in the sea. And I, I, I just wish people would see the Bible as a something from centuries past because it talks of today and it talks of the future. And I, I've laid those tracks for anybody to follow who's interesting. Who's interested? The trail is blazed. Okay, we still have questions coming in, but uh, we are out of time, so we're probably going to have to have you back to ask, answer more questions. Uh, so, Liberty Not License, we'll get to some of the other questions and some of the other people that um, that uh, have questions. We'll, we'll get to those next time that you come back on, but we want to thank you so much, Pastor Sam. 
Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to meet you, Rich. And anyone can reach out to me directly. Just reach out if you got a question or something. Uh, at, at this point, I'm able to respond personally, so I really try to do that. And uh, we are street fighters, and we are gunslingers. We're not ashamed of it. We're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Rich, go ahead. Give your plugs. Uh, well, uh, this is the first time I'm streaming over on my channel, so you can watch us in many different places. So uh, flyingrich.com, youtube.com slash flyingrich, and don't forget my Flying Rich Vehicles channel that I'm starting up, so I appreciate your subs there. Thanks. All right, and you can always follow me at crumpy.com, or you can check out this show specifically at John Crump Live. The uh, audio version will go up to all streaming platforms. Remember to hit up, hit up Black Swan Tactical where you can get the uh, FOA patch. If you've only got 30-some left, they're going fast, so limited edition. There's 30-some of each left, and with that, we are out of here. Bye, and have a great day.